the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Woohoo! Welcome to today's show. Thank you for tuning in with us today. We have a pretty amazing show today. Um, we will definitely, the latter part of the show, we will be coming out of Exodus. Uh, and it is an amazing uh, place, and we will see what God has for us today. And we will be coming out of Exodus 31 and 32, and we'll cover uh, some other scriptures. But first of all, you know that we always have a guest, the first part of the show. And today, I once again have my wife, uh, my partner, my beautiful, beautiful <laughs> friend. And so... Uh, without further ado, her name is Cleta Rio Haas, and we will be talking about freedom education, higher education. And so, Cleta, um, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about you, and then we will go into a Q&A. Okay. Hi. Uh, hello, husband. Hello. <laughs> so, um, well, we've been doing the Freedom Generation Higher Education for some time now, and just um, recently, uh, Turning Point USA, you know, Charlie Kirk, he has kicked off what he they call the Turning Point USA Academy portion of what TPUSA is. And so we have um, come alongside with them, and we're starting um, to what we would call partnering with them in their educational movement that um, is very like-minded with what we've already been doing. Um, and it's very exciting for us right now that we're able to now be connected with more like-minded organizations out there. That's amazing. So tell me, how has uh, last year, or now we're, you're in your second year of being the director of this home f- uh, fellowship uh education uh, place. And uh, tell me how that journey's been for you thus far. It's been an amazing journey. I think first and foremost, um, again, as, as a mom, it's my passion to really make sure, you know, my children get the best education they can. And that passion has really gone forward into the ministry side of being a pastor's wife and really helping out and coming alongside other families in our community. And I've seen such an amazing difference in the children and in the lives of families who've been a part of what we're doing at, at this educational center, just grow in, in their walk with God um, personally and, and how inquisitive and how smart children can be. They're, they're sponges at such young ages. And if you can pour into them the right quality, you know, curriculum, um, biblical studies and all those things at such a young age, you, you start to see them blossom like the children that God had 
you know, intended them to be. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, it's our job as parents is to raise our children up. And, and I think uh, many times we, you know, I'm a byproduct of the public school system. And it wasn't until later that, you know, when I became a mom, I realized that um, I did not want the public school for my children, you know, our children, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you and I both were on the same page Amen. with that. And, you know, we just saw the, it was so clear, the writing on the wall, what was going on out there. And, um, you know, when you, I just remember very clearly I was, and you know, my husband can attest this. I was working the corporate, the corporate job up in Newport beach. And, you know, and I remember going on maternity leave. I worked all the way up until what the day we almost gave birth to our first daughter the day before. Yeah. That's correct. I, I was, you know, I was just one of those corporate, you know, work, work, work. And, um, and then I remember just holding my, my daughter Bella in my arms and just looking at her going, how can I leave her to just somebody else to raise her? You know, and, and I, and I understand that because, and so I can understand women who are, you know, very career minded and, and, and it doesn't mean that raising your children on your own, you don't have to walk away from your desire to, you know, pursue higher education. You know, I'm, you know, as you know, be entering into my, the doctorate program in the fall, you know, finishing up and then, um, but it, what it is, is you can do both. There is a way, and there's so many women out there, and we see them that are raising their own children. They're figuring out how to start a business or whatever it is they do so they can be with their children the way God intended it to be. And what I love about our educational center is that it is there for the parents where they are able to come on as, you know, we take them through the training and the resources they need to be equipped as teachers so they can be in the classroom with their own, you know, children. And then, of course, there's the other parents who, you know, um, it is, you know, obviously could be they drop off or, you know, the tutoring portion of it. But it's created an atmosphere where parents can still be in an environment where they're with their children and being able to be um, raising their children in in many aspects. Amen. So you mentioned, uh, of course, I know <laughs> that you're going back to finish your education and that's to get your PhD. Absolutely. And that's yes. in the fall. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about your education that you've had thus far. So, um, my undergrad and my graduate has been specifically in the communications field and the business side, uh, the communications of the business side. I call it the the creative side of business, like you know your marketing and so on and so forth, and, and lots of research in uh, in that area. But what I've realized is that being what we're doing is, um, I've always wanted, desired to you know go all the way. I'm actually the first generation in my family to have a college education but like you know right husband like um with what we've been seeing even in the colleges and i know even i think charlie kirk has mentioned higher education is is great but what they've done is they've pretty much hijacked and and what i mean is with a certain type of agenda that has come into the higher education and so you know that's why i stepped back and i just been evaluating where is the good quality higher education that's not going to um compromise my morals and my values from a biblical worldview and take me down a path that I don't want to go to. I remember, um, you know, before you and I got married, I was, you know, halfway through my master's program in theology at Vanguard University. 
And, you know, halfway through, I'm thinking, okay, I see there's something going on that's just not lining up. And so I just knew the there's a lot of what was coming into the higher education that was just taking you on a way different path. And so all that to say is I'm excited to know that um, there are colleges and universities out there that I've been working with and in the sense of, you know, there's Hillsdale College, you know, and there's all these amazing universities that are um, on that path of, you know, con- you know, really making sure they stick with the grounding of, of everything from, from a biblical worldview, one, and then number two, um, really making sure you're grounded in knowing your the basic fundamentals of what this country was built on. And they're not trying to rewrite history and, and then shove it down your um, soul, so to speak, and take you down a different path. Amen. So uh, tell me a little bit about the school. And what I mean is this, um, it's from preschool to sixth grade. Next year you will be adding seventh grade. Um, and what's the purpose of that? Yes. So, <laughs> so when we started the school, we, uh, and you and I both sat down, we both agreed that we didn't want to go beyond our oldest daughter's um, grade level. And a lot of that is just because I'm so invested in, in, um, you know, our children, first and foremost. And so when we brought it on, we brought it on from the preschool level. And, and the reason for that is because most of our teachers probably have, um, I think, or one of our teachers actually has at least six children. Most of our parents there have a minimum of three to five children, three to six, we'll say. And well, with the exception of us, two children. So, but anyhow, um, so when we started it, we wanted to really build a strong foundation, making sure that we're focused on from a classical education uh, standpoint. So you have your primary years and then your grammar years, which is up from you know, your kinder through sixth grade and then seventh grade, which we're adding next year is going to be what we call the logic years from a classical education standpoint. So that seventh and eighth grade is essentially your logic years. And so we really wanted to build upon um, a strong foundation with our core group and, um, and not really kind of put the cart before the horse, so to speak. And, um, and then just, you know, anytime you start any type of new business venture, those of you who are listening know that you really want to research everything and make sure you have everything grounded and stable before you take off and add more more than you can choose, so to speak. And so um, I wanted to make sure that it was quality from the beginning rather than quantity. Amen. So. Um, you have uh, this freedom education, higher education that at the cross in Oceanside, um, there's something really dynamic that you spoke to me about. And is it next year when you intend to incorporate college courses where they can start as as young as seventh grade that will be... Uh, Work close. I mean, what I meant is work closely with the college where you can offer these courses um, to the children. Yes, absolutely. So right now I'm working and connecting and communicating with different universities across America and really seeing what their core values are, what they have to offer and um, basically partnering with us. And so what we're doing with our seventh and eighth graders, well, seventh grade. 
uh, for our logic kids um, is we're giving them the opportunity to start what they call an earned um, earned credit. So what the earned credit is is they're able to um, begin courses that begin to have have them earn like like credit towards going into their undergrad bachelorette program when they get into their high school year. So by the time they get to ninth grade, they've have this thing called what they call earned credit, or you know in some Universities will call it earned, you know, learners or earned credit or something. I think every university has kind of a different way, maybe learner courses or so on. But the idea is, is that you, 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 as homeschoolers, we know we have that opportunity. And then, of course, in our educational center, because of what we're doing, that's so unique in the dynamic that we've created is we're able to continue to still do all of the great benefits as being a homeschooling family and really tap into the resources of what's out there. This is already out there. You, any parent right now that's listening can go to even your local, um, you know, uh, university or a, a junior college or whatever, and they can, you know, start to really work alongside their child to really help them to get earned credit. What our focus is is that we're our seventh graders, which our oldest daughter is in, is it, they're pretty much going to be the first graduating class. And our goal with that particular class and the parent and the students, of course, who will be participating in, in this, will be able to earn their bachelor's degree alongside their high school degree did, upon graduation. Did you just say bachelor's? So it's not just the AA, but also their bachelor's by time they graduate from high school? Absolutely. And this is... This will be offered to all the children. Absolutely, yes. That is phenomenal. That is, you, you know, children will learn. You, you're absolutely correct that they are like sponges. And the school is set up in such a way where everybody's friends. There's no bullying, no cussing. Amen. They, they go over the Constitution. They learn the Constitution. Yes. They, they, uh, they have a, a moment. Uh, it, that's how the school starts off with chapel time. And they get to pray. They get to sing a couple songs. And... And what I love about what you've instilled with these children is that they, most of the kids participate or the children participate in the midweek service and they get to sing. (laughs) Yes. And, and that's the beautiful thing about, I think a lot of these educational centers um, are, you know, we've been doing is because we get to pour into children, um, like no other public school can, right? It's very family oriented. It's a safe environment for children to just blossom in their gifts. So if God has gifted them with music, you know, uh, we, you know, work on their vocals. We um, teach them how to play guitar, violin, piano, whatever it is. So we're pouring into this next generation of worshipers. And then you had mentioned about um, the constitution. That is something that all of our kids as young as kinder, um, they're learning to recite, you know, we recite the preamble every single um, chapel time. So they have the preamble memorized. Of course, we do our constitution. And then we're um, having the children memorize the entire book of John. So by the time they graduate from us, right, they'll be able to recite or at least have it stored in their heart, the gospel of John. That's and, powerful. Mm-hmm. And, that's powerful. Yes. that That's amazing. Um, when does, uh, if somebody's interested in going to uh, this freedom education, uh, higher education, when does registration for the fall? Yes. So um, there's what we're doing right now is because of the transition and going in with TPUSA Academy, we're going to be considered 
um, what we call their five, one of their, we're utilizing the 5C model. And that we're opening up registration for fall of 2023, March 1st through March 15th. And it will be er, like pretty much an early bird registration. And what that is, is that's um, allowing parents to come in and secure their, their spot. Because what, one of the other things I want to quickly mention to your um, listeners is that we really um, keep our class sizes small. So, you know, once that class or that particular level is filled, whether whatever grade that is, then, then of course we have to close it off. And we won't budge in the sense of we'll just open up another class in a wait list. Because we have found over the time that the smaller the classes are, um, the more that we can pour into the children with, you know, the parents, the tutor assistants, and so on. And so we're able to really um, help these children excel beyond what they could in any other educational setting. And so um, March 1st to the 15th, and, and if, if you don't mind it. Okay. How, do, how, do they, how do they register? Where do they go? Who mm-hmm. do they call? Mm-hmm. So um, the, the website is um, uh, www.freedomgenerationedu.com. Um, freedom Repeat it once again. <laughs> it's freedomgenerationedu.com. E D U dot com. Could they go to the church website and, and get yes. any information and what's what's the website mm-hmm. there? And the church um, will have a link to the direct website. The church is um, at the cross oceanside.com. And if you go to at the cross oceanside.com, there will be a link to actually go straight to the um, uh, ed- our educational center's website. So is is this freedom education, higher education located in a good place? I would say yes. What do you say? In Oceanside, California, close yes. to the beach, yes. Easy, <laughs> easy to access some great field trips and some play dates. How far is it from Highway 5? About three quarters of a mile? I think so, yeah. It's a, yep, three quarters, yeah, you got it right on the top. How about, how far is it from Highway 78? Oh, we're right off the 78 freeway. So it's a great location because we're literally, the, yeah, it's interesting, husband, yes. So we're right off the 78, real close to the 5. And so um, a lot of the Carlsbad community, um, Vista community, San Marcos, Oceanside, pretty much that whole area. Uh, we actually have parents from all the way from Escondido that come to our educational center. That's awesome. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas. And I am currently... Um, interviewing our guest today, who is the director of Freedom Education, Higher Education. And it is just an amazing, interesting conversation. And so uh, repeat that information again, and I'm going to ask you some other questions. How do, how do people begin to register for the fall? Mm-hmm. So if you go to our, our website, it's um, www.freedomgenerationedu.com. Uh, what's the church website? At the cross oceanside.com. Is there a phone number they can call? Yes, 760 994 3534. What's the address of this place? <laughs> 2112 South El Camino Real, Oceanside, California. Well, thank you for sharing all this information. Now, I, I wanted to change topics a little bit, and, and I, I know that I was privileged and honored to be part of. This movement that is happening now where uh, we're getting churches involved to show up to the school districts. And, and this past Monday, we had the, the privilege and honor to showing up, showing up to a board, a school board meeting in Oceanside at Cesar Chavez School. 
and uh, tell our audience why we're going to continue to rally and, and grow this movement because of what's taking place or what was the reason we showed up? Absolutely. So one of the things I know you and I had about um, back in 2018, 20, 2019, uh, before the shut, you know, the shutdown of everything, um, they had started bringing in some horrific sex education um, curriculum into the schools. And it's already been there. But what they've done is they've taken it beyond it. And Oceanside um, Unified School District apparently is probably the the worst of the worst. Not only are they, are they the worst in um, over-sexualizing our children and bringing in um, pornographic curriculum, but they're also the bottom. They're at the bottom 50 in their uh, literacy. So here you have the bottom of, you know, literally out of 50 50 states. Yeah, they're 50. They're at the way bottom. Oceanside or California as a whole is at the bottom of the the worst school districts there is. Absolutely. And then you have, you know, the the sexual education coming in. So you're not only are you confusing the children and bringing this demonic, demonic Demonic curriculum, bringing that in. These children are being completely ripped of their innocence, not getting the quality education that they deserve. Right. And and all of us as taxpayers know that, wait, what's going on over here? So as you know, you and I just being involved with, you know, our church family and those who are still in the public school system, it's one thing to, you know, with the parents and the children that we work with at our educational center, they have that opportunity, but there are parents out there that still don't know how to break away from the system. So we've decided there's a huge movement, and I know um, Sean Fredrickson and and Louie and, and Freedom Revival, they all have committed to you know joining joining forces in this whole movement. And literally what has happened is uh, we went to the school board and we have uh, all of the board members, three out of five of them supposedly are conservative, but what they're obviously have far from it, far from it. And um, you have your superintendent, um, Vitaly. I mean, all of them have just completely corrupted the educational system. And and they're doing 5-0. Every time they vote, it's just, you know, five on the board and they're voting. You know, you're absolutely right. They vote for everything. That night they voted for all pay raises mm-hmm. with our school failing. And right. Bringing all of this BT, uh, LGBTQ curriculum, and, right. and they have special now uh, um, privilege outside of what the normal student has, and they have these horrific books that are there. But let me tell you what I thought was really mind-boggling right. to me: four people there who are on the school board make a million, a little over a million dollars just four of those members that were there make a little over a million dollars that's horrific yes that's that is uncalled for um tell me a little bit of how you feel about this well the it, the children are last the children are suffering in that district in oceanside school district and that is by far and, and when i went up there and i that was the one thing i said you know it's obvious that they're they've pushed their agenda they're putting the money back in their pockets and it's not going to the children the education the good curriculum the quality that that they deserve right being um in that community um number one and then two it's with all of these things going on i i know we've gone you know we got a few minutes a couple minutes left i know we've gone far away from um 
you know, the Bible's been out of school, prayer's been out of school, the, you know, we all know what's happened in the public school system. But I think what we need to do, and I've already proposed that, and I'm working on that with um, some other people as well, is we are going to push to have Constitution Week at the Oceanside, all Oceanside uh, school district, as well as bring in Heritage um, Christian Week as well. And these children need an opportunity to be able to... Um, the Bible is a history book. Okay? Amen. So Amen. if we can bring the Bible in there, it, it's a history book. It, it should be taught. If we're going to be teaching these other things, if that's their religion, you have the um, satanic religions and so on and so forth. Then the Bible, I, I'm, I'm putting something together where we can get the Bible back into the Oceanside School District in Jesus name. Amen. That is, that's, that's powerful. You know, I, I, I appreciate your heart and everything you're doing and we're going to continue um, the fight because it's it's spiritual now. Let me ask you this one last question. Um, what would you like to see the outcome of the Oceanside School District? I graduated from Oceanside High and I was appalled that evening. And I, it was just horrific, you know, being last in education and and things aren't getting done and, and bringing all of this this pornographic... Um, speech and pictures and books that they have. Mm-hmm. What would you like to see happen at Oceanside High well, or the school district? Right. And it's and it's and it's the whole school district. First and foremost, all of the pornographic uh, books curriculum need to be removed. Number one. Number two, we need to have a, a complete overhaul on the curriculum, going in there and bringing in quality curriculum, um, helping out with the literacy pr- programs, and uh, really going in there and just revamping everything from ground zero, and which means. Every uh, the people on the board, they do need to be overturned, and we need to bring in people on the school board and superintendent, everybody who's overseeing Oceanside um, educa- uh, School District to um, be completely revamped. Everything needs to be done because the children come first, in Jesus' name. Amen. The children <laughs> come first. That's that's a great word. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for sharing that. And and I like it how we're going to build up people and, and vote for them and get them where they need to be. And church, you need to stay o- awakened because yes. our society is going woke and we need to show them the power of Jesus through your and my life. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the word of God in Exodus. We love you and please come back in Jesus name. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option that values constitutional rights and medical freedom, serving ages 3 through 6th grade. Hosted by At the Cross Church in Oceanside, they offer in-person classes and electives Tuesday to Thursday, along with a classical conversation community offering foundations and essentials on Mondays. And they're now accepting applications for spring 2023. Visit them online at www.atthecrossoceanside.com. That's at thecrossoceanside.com. Woo-hoo! Welcome back to Freedom with Adam Riojas. We just had an incredible guest, the 
director of freedom education, higher education, um, who will be taking applications for the fall really, really soon, starting as soon as March. Uh, But as we get to this latter part, um, I I want you to prepare your heart because the Old Testament um, was given to us as Paul told the readers in the letter of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that it was written for our example and for our admonition. That's what the Word of God does. It's it's an example and it admonishes us and it never comes back void to God. And so as we begin today, we will be coming out of Exodus chapter 31 and 32, but I I wanted to read something and I want to catch you up to what we will be speaking today about, and it's going to be straight out of God's word. You know, Moses was this amazing man of God. He had led the people out of their captivity after being captive for 430 years, or their whole stay was 430 years. The first 13 with uh, Joseph being in prison and the last 17, um, that's how we get the 30 years is, is Jacob coming back into the land with his whole family, seven with 70 members that came along. But they grew and eventually there was a king that knew not Joseph and eventually put him into slavery because they thought that they were becoming a great people and that they were becoming a danger to to their own nation. Um, Totally false, totally people and the Pharaoh being in their own sin and in their own process of thinking because enslavement of People is wrong and it is sinful and we have seen it throughout history and most nations have dealt with it. And today we we rebuke it in Jesus' name. But Moses is now uh, bringing the people out. They had crossed the Red Sea after their, their little complaining. God opened the Red Sea up for them. They're now on the other side. They're... They're at Mount Sinai, which is totally, there's a totally, totally a historical place that exists now on the border of Saudi Arabia and Israel. And it's an amazing place because there's no doubt that this is the mountain. The top of the mountain is blackened out and the rocks are blackened out or charred from the outside in. So it tells you and I that it's not lava rock. And what's incredible is that the altar where they, where they sacrifice, where they turn to other gods, it's still there at the bottom. And we will be covering a little bit of that today. But as Moses is now in the mountain, God gives Moses the Ten Commandments. And I'm going to read the Ten Commandments because it is no doubt the moral law of God that still stands today. And God, out of Exodus chapter 20, it says, And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And here we begin. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. 
Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water, the earth, under the water, in the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. And this is an incredible thing. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. You know, most people say, I can't serve a jealous God, a God that is jealous, but God is jealous for your love, for your reverence. It isn't jealousy like we look at it and how we express it. I should have that. You shouldn't have it. That's what jealousy is in our layman terms. But when we see it here, God is jealous for your worship. God is jealous for your devotion. God is jealous to have an incredible relationship with you. And he wishes that you serve no other gods. Now, I can think of Oprah Winfrey, and that's why she walked away from Christianity, because she said, I could no longer serve a God that is jealous. That is totally a wrong thought, a wrong way to look at this verse. Again, God is jealous for for your devotion, for your fellowship. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the earth, upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. That's why he is jealous, because he wants your love. He wants your devotion. Thou shalt take, shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that hath taken his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any works. Thou shalt nor thy son, nor thy daughters, nor thy mate, manservant, nor thy maidservants, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thee. In thy gates, for in six days the Lord God made the heaven, the earth, and the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. It is amazing how God repeats and how important it is for you and I to know that God created everything in six days and rested. It isn't an evolution process. God created everything in six days. And on the first day, he, he created time in the beginning. God created the heavens, space, and the earth. He created matter. And you can't have one without the other. Those are the first four commandments that deal with God. The last, the last six commandments deal with you and I. Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, and the last one, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Think about this. The enemy... People have attacked the Ten Commandments like 
any like crazy, like it's beyond reasoning. These are the moral laws that we need to live by. When these are removed, like they've begun and have for many years now removed them from schools, from the courts, uh, judicial systems, we see uh, people that fall because there's no truth. There's no absolute truth once you remove God's Ten Commandments. And this is where we pick it up in Chapter 31, now, God goes over the Sabbath and the importance of man resting. See, it was for man to meditate upon God's goodness. It was for man to remember what God did in six days and for man to rest and to meditate on everything that God did. Now, what's beautiful about the Sabbath, that there's no doubt that it was created uh, for man to rest, not not for the Sabbath to have dominion over you. It was created so that man could rest for for man's pleasure. Now, in chapter 14 of Romans, it says that we need... Well, let me read that to you. In 14.5, it says this, One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. We know that that the Sabbath is no doubt been given to the Hebrews for a generate for generations and generations. It helps them remember God and what he did. Listen, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we're going through the book of Exodus and we're now in Exodus chapter 31, but we're reading out of Romans 14 so that we understand the Sabbath. Sabbath means rest. Now, again, it says that every man be, needs to be fully persuaded. Let me read that again. One man esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day regardeth unto the Lord. He that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks, and that he, and he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not, and giveth God thanks." For none of us live it to himself, and no man dieth to himself. Now, what I love about this chapter, when you get to verse um, uh, 21, it says, It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, or anything whereby thy brother stumbleth, or is offended, or is make weak. Has thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in the thing which he alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Now, if you believe that your rest day now is still on Saturday, then you need to rest on Saturday. You need to be fully convinced After the resurrection of Jesus, people began to meet on Sundays and they began to rest on Sunday. They began to hear God's word on Sunday. Now, the, the Sabbath has been perpetual for the, for the Jewish people. 
And it is for them to always remember what God did. Now, whatever day you rest on, you need to be fully persuaded. If you think you need to rest on Sabbath, and that's what the Bible is telling you now, then you need to rest on that. If you're resting on Sunday, they need to, you need to be fully persuaded that Jesus rose on that day and conquered death. You need to be fully persuaded. Now, when God wrote these testaments, in, uh, the Ten Commandments in Exodus thirty-one eighteen, he says this, and he gave unto Moses when he had made an, an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tablets of testimony, tables of stone, which were written with the finger of God. It was important for God to write these out so that they would be the moral law that God had given to man. And in Scripture, we only see God writing with his finger three times. You're like, where else do you remember when God wrote on the wall and Daniel was called to interpret the writing on the wall? And then the third time was when Jesus... Uh, began to write on uh, the ground. What an incredible God that we serve. But listen, right after God had done this incredible thing, the people began to murmur because they were beginning to say, where is this Moses? And, And here we start in chapter 32 of Exodus. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together on Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. It kind of reminds me of what's happening now, of people now saying, where is Jesus? Where is his coming? Why does he delay? Does he really exist? People now are losing their mind. They are so far left that sin has dominated Every aspect of their lives. Look, I can start literally by what what happened this week. This week has been an interesting week. As the Grammys are happening and this demonic man is performing for all those attending, this man is totally demonic. He's made videos where other men are urinating at him as as he's doing these sexual acts. This is perverse. But on national TV, he's has on a demonic costume and he begins to do these crazy rituals. And after his songs, people began to clap. Where is the coming of Jesus? I am sure people are yelling. Where is he? Or maybe he doesn't exist. But it is ironic that Americans, that the world would be lauding the very same angel that God created, Lucifer, whom 
God found sin in him and was soon cast out of heaven. And one third of the angels rebelled and went with him. This is the very same person or entity that people bow down to and laud. This is how far we've come as a nation. Here is an interesting fact for you. At that very same moment that this demonic man is is on national TV in America performing this satanic ritual, uh, perverse, horrific scene, an earthquake goes off on the other side of the world. A 7.8 followed by a 7.7 and by more tremors than you can imagine. Buildings are collapsing like crazy. People are dying. Just like Jesus said it would happen in the last days. We are living in the last days. And for those of you that know Jesus, you are the blessed generation. Listen, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we're going through the book of Exodus. And we've come across an amazing passage where the people are now angry because Moses has not come down from the mountain. Where is he? And the parallel is amazing when you look at Second Peter chapter 3. And this is how it starts. This epistle, the second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by the way of remembrance that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing that, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last day scoffers walking after their own lust, just as we're seeing now, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation and, and the chapter goes on but these it's happening now where is he maybe he doesn't exist we'll just worship this other person that that he created but maybe he maybe god doesn't exist but this person the devil does think of the of the thinking of the thought process that you must have to go through in order to believe this madness and Aaron said unto, unto the people after they're asking him, where, where, where's Moses? Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them in their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be our gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it and met it. And Aaron... This was a man of God. This was Moses' brother made a proclamation that tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. This feast was not unto the God of heaven, but he, in his own sin, called this idol that he had put together of this this cow and said, this is Jehovah. It's like now we have to see something and say, that's my God. 
and they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings and the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play just like we see now in our generation that we live in now god was not pleased he soon tells moses you need to go down because these people have turned from following me. In verse 7 it says uh, of Exodus 32, And the Lord said unto Moses, Get thee down for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them molten calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed thereunto and said this be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. That's where we're at. That's where we're at today, listener. But today you can repent. Today you can make a commitment to God. In, in verse 10 of Exodus 32, 10 says this, Now therefore let me alone that, that my Wrath may wax hot against them, and that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. <laughs> Moses said, Lord, why does thy wrath wax hot against thy people that thou hast brought out of the fourth, out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? And as he, he begs God, don't destroy them, God. They, they're going to talk bad about us. They're going to think you brought us out to kill us out here. The Lord repented of the evil in verse 14, which he had thought to do unto this people. God hears prayer. Today you can repent. God will hear your prayer. If you're an unbeliever, you know that something is wrong in this generation right now. You know that something is not quite right. Evil is rampant. We, we have a country right now that, where our admi administration is corrupt. And we see it plainly. We see how people's ears are itching. How they follow after anything that gives them satisfaction. Today, you can ask Jesus into your heart. See, the story continues and as Moses walks down the mount and walked down in verse 15 it says and Moses turned and went down from the mount and the two tablets of the testimony were in his hand and the tables were written on both their sides and the, and on one side and on the other side they were written and the tables were the work of God and the writing was the writing of God graven on, on the on the graven upon the tablets but as we read this story, as Moses comes down, he sees them dancing and playing and worshiping this calf. Moses stands and breaks the Ten Commandments upon this calf. And the judgment of God came upon them. Don't let that happen to you. Today, you can repent. 
you can turn from your sin. God is faithful. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The parallel is real. Our our institutions are corrupt. Our churches are corrupt. You know, when we went to this meeting, I was saddened that a pastor got up and said that God does not speak against LGBTQ. That that it is okay to to love them and to and to let them live how they live. The Bible is very clear. God will turn you over if you don't repent. Ask Jesus into your heart. I'm going to have our wife close us in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for your truth. We thank you, Father God, that we have an opportunity today, right now, this very moment, to just call on to you, Father, and ask you to just... Give us a new life, forgive us, and set us free from anything that's holding us bondage. And so, Father God, I pray today that if there's anybody out there that is just tired and ready to be set free, that they would just call upon your name, Jesus, the one who has set the captives free. So we thank you, Father. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that you took that to heart today. Thank you for praying for us, wife. Today you can ask Jesus into your heart because he loves you. He wants to have a relationship for you. He's jealous for your love. He loves you. Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you died for for my sins, oh God. Make me new. Be my Savior. Be my God. In Jesus' name. We love you. Thank you for tuning in with us today. And we'll see you next Sunday at the same time, 5 p.m. God bless you. And Jesus loves you. Amen. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option that values constitutional rights and medical freedom, serving ages 3 through 6th grade. Hosted by At the Cross Church in Oceanside, they offer in-person classes and electives Tuesday to Thursday, along with a classical conversation community offering foundations and essentials on Mondays. And they're now accepting applications for spring 2023. Visit them online at www.atthecrossoceanside.com. That's at the cross oceanside.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.